Welcome to Startup Story Podcast. The Indian startup sector today is growing at a breakneck speed. As more and more people decide to dedicate themselves to their unique visions, the task of laying the foundation of a successful startup becomes increasingly daunting. I'm Khushi from Startup Story, here with Gunarjan Chavla, a consultant with several years of experience in guiding early age startups. Hi, Gunarjan. How are you? Hey, Khushi. Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good as well. Oh, congratulations on getting your MBA as well. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Um, Gunarjan, so before we start the conversation, could you tell our listeners a bit about yourself? Yes. So, hi everyone. I'm Gunarjun Chavla. I am um, a serial entrepreneur having startups in, I had startups in health tech, technology automation and e-commerce, D2C. And I've also been a consultant at KPMG India. And I completed my MBA recently from UK. And now I work out of UK helping startups raise funds. That sounds like quite a career, Gunanjan. Um, so I, at first, when you talk about the uh, entirety of your career, what exactly do you towards it? Because I was going through your LinkedIn profile the other day, and I think you have a quite quite a diverse experience in terms of the causes you volunteered for, and I think even the spheres of functioning that you've been a part of. So, what exactly led you to becoming a consultant today? So let's go back for this. Let's go back to when I was in engineering doing, I was in my third year of engineering. Uh, After my fifth term, which which was uh, where we had to do our first project, uh, we we did that project for uh, for three, four months. And after that, we, uh, our projects were dumped. So that made me wonder after all the hard work of four months, five months, suddenly the project being of no use, how can we have things where there is continuity? Because that is what I wanted something which has light at the end of the tunnel. And that made me uh, be part of a startup club where one of my friends was pitching the idea about my first company. And that's where we started working on this. There was no knowledge about how startups are because that, I think six, seven, five years back or six years back when we were doing this, people were, uh, the startup ecosystem was very uh, small and we didn't know how things proceed. So that was the beginning of things. And then one thing led to another and then got got in touch with my second co-founder, started this, uh, started my uh, health tech startup. And that was where uh, the knowledge of whole startup ecosystem broadened. Right, of course, that sounds quite interesting. So, I mean, when you started working in this health tech startup, and then I believe you went on um, to found, or you you went on to work with a bunch of other uh, startups as a founding member or as part of the core team. So what exactly... um, did you gain from the entire experience in terms of your professional um, skills and your um, proclivity towards specific things? So I, I, I suppose running a startup, you have to be part of everything if you are starting the company out. You from doing the admin processes to actually making the business model to 
pitching it to investors, uh, getting your first customers. So, uh, startup helped me do the end to end of a company where I could understand how the company's numbers are. How do you market the product? How do you make a proof of concept and make sure that people like it? So that was the whole uh, journey of understanding how people, uh, how a startup functions. So that helped me uh, later on when I was uh, when I started working at uh, KPMG. They gave me um, so I started working there and the experience that I had in startup of how to talk to people uh, because it becomes very easy to converse with people if you are uh, in a startup ecosystem because that's what you do if you are part of the strategy team or if you're part of the front end team. And that helped me in other facets of life, like during the MBA as well. I was able to understand and relate to a lot of subjects, a lot of my modules, because this uh, knowledge of startup where uh, we did all of these things helped me uh, help me in the future. Right, of course. And I mean, today you work as a consultant, right? So what exactly does that entail? So when when I was starting my journey a um, few years back, the whole funding ecosystem was very nascent and companies used to struggle and meeting a startup was a big thing. I mean, meeting a founder, uh, meeting an investor was a big thing. Oh, we have got in touch with an investor. That felt like a very big thing during those times. So a few months back when... Uh, I was supporting my family in the in the family business, which was more in the SME space. Uh, what I felt was that the entire uh, ecosystem of startups were uh, picking up pace. And this is the right time to give back to the society. So I initially I used to mentor startups informally uh, because I was part of the whole ecosystem and, uh, and a lot of startups whom I knew wanted some guidance. But uh, since the start of the year, or I would say uh, by, by March or April, um, I met a few startups through the network that I was already associated with. And um, with the prior experience of being part of a corporate setup and also being in London and uh, having worked in Bombay in the incubation center, I was able to make a network of investors. Uh, these investors specifically focused, uh, they were HNIs or uh, they were family offices who were looking for promising startups and uh, ones which were broad, which were um, not in the network, not in their network. And they wanted to, uh, wanted to um, see if they can get something from outside. So that's how I started. Um, they were initially, there were very few startups now with building this whole uh, uh, network I was able to get good startups in UK and also in India and the investor base uh, most focused uh, in London and Mumbai but uh, that is that is what I've been developing and trying to first do understand the business model trying to understand if the startup is ready for funding and then going on a journey with them where we're connecting them with the right uh, investor because it's not about funding nowadays it's about getting in touch with the right investor so that they help you not now but in the future and also a lot of invest a lot of investors look for follow-on round so how can we support them and provide them the right startups which can help them which they can help in their journey so this is the whole thought process and uh, with um, the 
uh, Indian UK channel or the tunnel which I've been trying to create. It's been very fruitful because a lot of UK based investors are looking to invest in India and vice versa. So that has been quite fruitful in in that sense. Right. And going back to something you said a bit earlier, when you say that you decide whether or not a startup is particularly ready for funding in the first place, what is it about a specific startup that you look at to ensure that one, they're ready to go out funding and what, how do you make sure that the idea that they have is something that you'd, you'd be interested in or your investors would be interested in? So how, what exactly is the selection process for the funding? And that, that's a very good question. So a lot of times, even I also question the investors or I also ask the, I tell the startup to, or a founder to put the hat of an investor, think that you're investing your own money. And there's no one size fit all answer, I would say. Uh, having discussed with a lot of investors, having understood, having put my own investor hat on or having discussed with startups, what I've realized is that uh, it's a very MBA answer, which is it depends. But to be more specific into going into how, um, what is the mindset of an investor? I would say that investor, uh, uh, if the startup is an initial stage, which is pre-revenue, so the founder looks, also the investor looks at the first parameter, the most important parameter is the founder or the team. How, what, what are the credentials of those people? How passionate or how dedicated they are and how much they are willing to take the risk and how and what's the vision in that sense the second comes the idea what is the idea and what they uh, what is the whole project about and is it a good scope is it a competitive market is there something unique in this because in pre-revenue you have not tested the market so you don't know how it is so the third phase which is which is in the pre-revenue is uh, the execution since we have not executed and there is a huge amount of risk which the investor is taking. So in the track record of the founders, because if the founders are multiple uh, are serial entrepreneurs or have some good track record, then that it become gives them more confidence and credibility. So that is for the pre-revenue ones where they look at founders or the, or the team, the idea and the whole uh, execution plan, how they have done it or how, what they are, uh, what is their numbers or what is how they have envisioned things. The second one would be early stage startups in early stage startups, which are just pre-revenue or or have started generating revenue, but uh, are maybe less than six months old, then uh, the order pecking order slightly varies where, yes, the team is important in that stage as well, or the founder is very important at that stage because it's a very new startup right now. I would say it's, it's starting to go out it's starting to be it's starting to be seen but still not reached a stage where it's independent of the founders philosophy or it's independent of the founders mindset because still a lot of actions revolve around the founder because the team would be small so everything would go through the founder so yes then in that time also the founder or the core team is important uh, the next aspect between execution and the plan so the plan takes the back seat here because you, if you have started generating revenue, they're, they're bringing some amount of uh, credibility that yes, this is um, an idea which has some future. While execution then takes an important uh, focus. While for some mature startups, yes, star founder credibility is important. 
but other aspects of execution because that's where we want to see if you can sustain if you can sustain for a longer period or there is longevity uh, in the startup is what would be the investors uh, key focus on and then the whole uh, founder and then the and then the idea because idea if the startup has been go- going on for a long time then the idea uh they know that there is some backing in this idea so that, that is how the order changes uh, as as the maturity of the startup uh, uh shifts and um, you seem to be in correspondence with startups at different stages of their life cycle so how exactly is it that these startups find you and do you have like a specific selection process where you pick up specific startups that you want to collaborate with it is is it everybody that approaches you how exactly does um getting in touch with startups function for you i would say now the market has been so um it has been picking up pace over the last few months that i see uh, the investor market being uh, it's 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 just skyrocketing with the amount of investments that we are getting so when i initially started doing this i had a i had a network because i was part of the incubation center where i had my own startup so i, I got in touch with them saw if there is a requirement for funding so when I, whenever i talk to a founder or whenever i talk to a startup i we don't we don't talk about investments i just see or we both just have a normal conversation trying to see what is the what is the thing is is funding required because in most cases sometimes fundings are not required and and people get uh, people associate success with funding which is not the case so whenever we i get in touch with with startups through my my, my network so most of my uh, startups that i'm connected with are through my personal network or partners now which have been associated these partners could be angel networks or these partners could be uh, similar independent consultants like me who are trying to help uh, startups grow sometimes when you start getting in the market a startup might refer a couple of more startups and that's how i started building my network and how, that's how i started building the uh, portfolio which i have right now so uh to to answer your question i would say because uh, when i was connected at apmg or in my incubation center or, or with, with my startups that's where i got in touch with a lot of uh, founders i started helping those people they referred me for to a few of them and that's how the portfolio increased few of them i try to track them so there are some companies i would say like startup story your company i i really liked the uh stories that you all posted on instagram and i was following for a brief period and then i got in touch with the team and i liked the idea and the concept and that's how we started growing while the, uh, i have now been in touch with a lot of founders in india and uk because a lot of uk based partners are looking for uh, indian companies where they can invest or or a lot of uk based um, investors are looking for that so that's how i'm trying to uh, get my network and then so these are the three four things which i try to do and uh, build my portfolio while on selection of startups i would say um, it's more not a selection it's more like a conversation if i get attracted to either the idea or the founder's vision or the founder and the team or maybe how they're executing it that's where i try to say that okay let's try to see how we can support you or how i can support you in your journey and we can take it forward from there so it, again like um like your last answer i think it answer does end up becoming it depends yeah i mean yeah. that's really cool 
So uh, I think there's one thing that I've been curious about for a long while is, and considering that you've been part of the industry for about five years now, um, I wanted to understand if you've seen a general shift in trends in terms of what kind of startups you've been getting. So what's the difference between the startups you got five that you were consulting with five years ago and what's the difference um, from the startups that you're consulting with today? So I think to un- five years back, I, I'm trying to figure out what it was, but I can tell you the difference now to what it was mm-hmm. earlier. It was an investor market. Mm-hmm. Now it's a startup market. Mm-hmm. Now startups are getting multiple investors uh, to invest in or multiple investors who want to invest in them. And they are choosing the kind of investors which they want. Earlier, it was investors coming and they dictating, okay, now this we, are, we want to invest and there were very few in the market. Now, since the tables have turned, uh, you, you see. So, uh, one of my one of my portfolio companies had this was in pre-revenue and getting four. So, you had four VCs in pre-revenue who were interested to invest in that startup, and that person chose one of them, and we're getting so many offers. <laughs> it's it's like a blessing in disguise, which uh, that which that startup got. And this is not one case; these are multiple cases. So, this is how the market has changed or evolved over time, because now we see startups making right choices on which investor to choose, which investor mindset will come into picture. Because earlier, whatever you used to get, you just used to just take blindly because you're just getting money and you're getting an investor. But now it's changed. Now startups do a lot of homework into should I take this investor? They do their background research. They do they check with the market on if the investor is good or not. What is the credibility of the investor? Will the investor come up with a follow-on round or will the investor help in, in strategic decisions, uh, connecting with the right people. So these are the thought process, processes which I've seen right now uh, when I talk to a lot of founders who have options on the table. While uh, also to give you an interesting point of view, working in the UK market and the Indian market is quite different, I would say, because Indian market is like the emerging, uh, like our emerging economy. Mm-hmm. We are focusing right now on on maybe the edtechs or the fintechs or the SaaS companies. While if I uh, will, while if I am talking to UK startups or UK investors, the mindset is very different for them. For them right now, the focus is more on sustainability. The focus is on clean energy. So I see a lot of VCs in in clean energy or sustainability space in in UK. While uh, when I'm in working with Indian startups, I see a lot of them focusing on SaaS or edtech. So the way I have to approach or way I have to communicate with these people also changes because uh, a lot of focus on 3PL or the triple bottom line is there on uh, in UK-based investors where they want these startups to focus not only on profit but also on people and uh, um, uh, also on people and processes. So a lot of focus people and planet. So that is a lot of focus for UK-based investors. I'm seeing they're becoming conscious investors while in India because our uh, geography is so huge or our population is so huge mm-hmm. it take tapping into tier one tier two tier three it takes a longer time as compared to as compared to what you'll see in uh, uk so uk i find very very few startups in maybe ed tech space or or uh, SaaS space so that's this is a very interesting thing when i try to work with two different uh, economies or two different geographies so uh, so this is uh, what i 
Right, no, they ought to be very, very different experiences, right? Because any idea that a person would have would invariably be affected by the place that they're from or the background that they have or the context in which they've grown up in. Um, which leads me to another question that I had for you, um, is that, I mean, now that you've been interacting with the Indian startup ecosystem for so long, where exactly do you see it going, considering that you did mention that you're, that we're seeing a lot more tech-based startups, for example, and considering that in the Indian ecosystem is growing at a really rapid, uh, rapid pace, I was wondering, do you have a vision or do you have an idea of where you think the startup ecosystem is going in the near future? I wouldn't call myself an expert. That would be completely wrong. Okay. So based on my limited knowledge and based on what I foresee, I would say that uh, uh, the sec- in India right now, we are in a very nascent stage when it comes to EV or sustainability or ESGs, uh, the planet focus. I'm seeing a lot of uh, focus. So there is one startup in my portfolio, which is helping deliver plants. So that is a very interesting startup because uh, they are being like Zomato for plants. So these startups excite me a lot because I know I'm seeing this trend in the UK where these are already very popular. And I, I see that the things which are being followed in the UK right now are the trends which are followed, especially on clean energy or sustainability or on the EV space will also have a cascading effect in India over over the over the next few years. So a lot of my trends, which I see, and um, right now the numbers are low and the investor confidence right now is wait and watch or the investor sentiment is to wait and watch till we get more uh, investors on board or they get more traction on board. But I know that if it is, uh, if we can see this trend in a developed market and with uh, COP26 and how our prime minister has also promised a lot of changes, a lot of uh, visionary approach for the planet and, and on, on sustainability. So I think those are the things which would take front seat or would start to grow, but it would take time because for a country of our size, it's not 60 million like the UK where you make changes and uh, it's, it's like this size. So it will take time. So that's why I think these sectors which are more focused or conscious on the on the planet or on the environment would take a lot of focus for India, but maybe in the next few years, that would take time. Uh, five to 10 years is what I, I, I'm assuming that this would be like the upcoming sectors, the EVs, the uh, ones on sustainability or the or the plant-based companies um, so these ones uh, i would say right no that makes sense i think personally also clean tech yeah clean tech yes um no i think for me personally also just like environmentally sustainable options and uh, just startups in general so it's like i find personally very like delightful as well because i think um it's just like it's wonderful how there are options out there for like needed that may not be the mainstream but now that we have the option for um cleaner for example um search and search engines or e-commerce websites or even like daily essentials i think it's quite de- delightful even like um the sustainable clothing slash thrift shopping um niche on instagram also is catching up in india so i think it's quite delightful yeah right um so i <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, I think. Sorry, just to add, 
point i think i i've i've seen the gen z or the current new generation that people call it being more conscious about the planet being more careful about what they are how they are using things how they are doing and i think that would when they start to grow when these people start to mature uh, the audience these are our future audience and india has a very higher number of young population so i think that will make the founders or the startups focus more on this in the coming years right no absolutely i think for me being a part of gen z um growing up with the entire with the idea that the earth is undergoing changes that are, that may not be reversible because of how because of like business practices or because of how humans in general are using the earth i think it's always been at the back of our minds to do something about it or to change something about it because if it's not sustainable and we're the ones who have to go for living on it yeah it's a certain degree of climate anxiety also that just is inherently there for a lot of people in the generation yes yeah. absolutely i think i'm looking forward for the next 5 10 years where india focuses on this because this brings a smile when you talk about planet sustainable because we are the future so we, we have to be more I, mean, i think it i mean as wonderful as it is i think it also boils down to necessity because you can't do much in a planet that's burning yeah so, yes yeah. definitely i think that concludes most of the questions i had for you essentially but um i just like as a closing note since um a lot of our audience is made up of um, aspiring entrepreneurs or people who are um soon looking to come up with their own startups uh, do you have any advice for them as somebody who deals um quite frequently with organic startups uh, with advice you make me sound old but i <laughs> want with whatever i have i would just say i would say that just in in when you're doing startups don't think just do it because that's the mantra which i started with and i did a lot of people around you would say why are you doing this you shouldn't do you should focus on your studies or you should focus on your career or you should focus on these things like how greta says blah 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 all those white noises which are there around you try to uh, ignore those white noises because those noises will shut down once you are successful so that would be my uh, piece of advice hmm right no that all i mean that that makes a lot of sense that's quite wonderful because like there always will be naysayers yeah i think it reminds me of this thing i keep reading about um so you know how like whenever there's like a new piece of technology out in the market and uh, it's catching on really quickly and then the older generation will be like why do you guys need it or like back in our days we didn't have it so why do you need it today uh, i mean it's easy to say like it's easy to relate to like phones or like the internet or like things that are new to us today or things that we grew up thinking are new but i mean at a point of time there were adults telling kids that you don't need to use electricity back in our days we made do with candles or kerosene lamps so i think it's really important to be quite brazen about the innovation that you are um bringing to the world yes and just to point out uh, for for the older audience not older but the mature audience would be watching this we have nothing against you but this is just an example which <laughs> right no of course like anybody who anybody who's open to innovation this isn't for yeah. you this is for um and people even our like even our age i mean my early 20s yeah. and people 
at my age can also do the same yes. exact thing i think it's more about mindsets and attitude. yes i think that is <laughs> so yes no absolutely no offense <laughs> right okay thank you so much kunarjun it was a delight talking to you you too and we look forward to associating with you in the future as well and again thank you so much for giving us your time okay thank you so much bye guys i hope you all found this interesting and thank you kushi for this wonderful session and Bye bye. No thank you. Bye bye.